you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. How's it going, A's fans? And welcome to episode 355 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, as I said previously, we are going over the two huge takeaways from this weekend. One kind of good, one kind of bad. And then uh, we're going to get into how the A's can still make the postseason Mathematically, they're alive, but what actually needs to happen for them to still have a chance of playing at least one more game than they're scheduled to play currently. So that's what we're getting into today. And also thank you, everybody, to making this your first listen of the day. Thoroughly appreciate that. And uh, Locked On A's is available and free on all podcast providers. Also, we're on YouTube, so go ahead and follow the page. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube page. It's at Locked On A's. You can uh, subscribe to the podcast as well at Locked On A's, wherever you guys uh, like to find out where podcasts are. At Spotify, you know, Apple Podcasts, where, wherever you get them. Those, those are my main two, but if you have a different one, you know, uh, get, feel free. Whichever one better, whichever one you like the most. Uh, and then also make sure to follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and the Spotify Green Room app. If you guys have any questions, please send those to lockdownathletics at gmail.com. Um, also, uh, sorry for not having a Friday episode. I tweeted it out on uh, you know Thursday night, but I apologize if you guys were expecting one and you guys don't follow us on Twitter. I try to keep you guys up to date, but uh, just a uh, a lot of things happened at once, and I did not feel like I was in a good emotional state to be recording a podcast talking about a team that did not like us very much. Uh, that was not really a big part of it, but, you know, just other things going on in life. I was like, ah, and I feel like smiling through the Oakland days who have lost four straight and just aren't, you know, making, causing me joy. Uh, they're, they're causing me slightly more joy now. So here we are on Monday. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome back to me, I guess. You guys have always been here. It's me. Welcome back to me. But uh, let's get into my first big takeaway from this weekend, and that is the A's swept the Houston Astros. And if you watch them play four games against the Seattle Mariners, you're like, how did they do that? Well, the, the big takeaway, uh, they won four to three on Sunday. That was, they had two walk-offs and one just uh, blow them out on Friday. It was a fun it was a fun week. It was a fun way to beat the division rivals, the guys that you don't really like that much. It was a great way to do it. And if this is the A's last hurrah, it was a good hurrah. I will say I had a lot of fun this weekend, and I had not had this much fun watching A's baseball in the last couple of months. So thank you to the team for at least providing that. Let's see if they can carry that into this coming week, starting today when they travel up to Seattle to face the Mariners. But the 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 reason that they were able to sweep the Houston Astros is because of their starting pitching. I said it before, the bullpen was getting tired because everybody was going like four innings. And this weekend, we got some really good starting pitching from some really good starting pitchers. Uh, let's get into just the three guys that started on the hill for the A's. On Friday night, it was Frankie Montas, who went seven innings, gave up two hits. Uh, he allowed one run, he walked three, and he struck out eight. 
on Saturday, you had Sean Manaya. He went seven innings, gave up three hits, gave up one run, and uh, he walked one, struck out eight. And then Paul Blackburn, who I, I know that I'm not alone, but I know that a lot of A's fans are like, ah, Paul Blackburn starting, let's let's see what happens, I guess. He's been really good, and I think that we should start expecting more of him because he has been solid for the A's. Uh, once the season is over, I will get into some Paul Blackburn stats, what he's been doing differently, because it's interesting to me. And I, I will get into that once the season's over as part of, you know, hey, let's Let's talk about some guys. Uh, that'll be a fun week for us. But Paul Blackburn on Sunday went five innings against Jake Odorizzi. Five innings, gave up three hits. Uh, they didn't have a hit until the fifth inning. So he kept them hitless for, for four innings. He was fantastic. Good job, Paul Blackburn. Uh, he allowed one run, and then he walked one, struck out one. Uh, in total, the A's three starters went 19 innings pitched, gave up eight hits. Eight hits. That is 11 fewer hits than innings pitched. That is amazing. That's really, really good. And they walked five guys partially because Frankie walked three. But if you even add that in, that's still seven, seven, six fewer uh, people on base than innings pitched. That is an excellent whip. You gotta love what they did. They allowed three earned runs total between the three of them, between three different days. They just kept their neck or their their foot on the neck of the Houston Astros. They did an outstanding job. They struck out 17 as well. So that's where the A's got this win this this weekend from is the starting pitching. They were amazing. They were fantastic. I thoroughly enjoyed it. We're going to be seeing Cole Irvin start on Monday. Let's see if he can keep this going because if he does then you got Chris Bassett again and then you just run it back with Montas and Manaya and uh, Paul Blackburn again, and then maybe Frank or maybe uh, Chris Bassett on Sunday. We'll, we'll see. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see how the A's shake out their rotation if they are still in contention because somebody's going to theoretically have to start a wild card game if they're still in it too. So uh, lots of things, but that is for another day because the A's are still in contention. But for how long? We'll get into that in the third segment. Um, the the other main reason that the A's won this series, uh, swept this series, is because they kept the Astros away from multi-run innings. If you've watched the A's and Astros play a lot, when the A's lose, it's because the Astros just keep having multi-run and crooked numbers are put up all the time, and it's zero fun. But in this series, the Astros scored a crooked number in one inning. One inning, and I was looking through a bunch of the other, like even uh, games that the A's had won this season against the Houston Astros, there was a a few innings a game per game that the Astros were putting up crooked numbers, two, three runs in an inning, and then they do that a couple of times a game, and all of a sudden they got six or seven runs, and then the A's are beating them that way. The A's pitching was amazing, and that's what I really wanted to highlight from this weekend. It was they were fantastic. Great job from everybody. The Olskera gave up a couple of runs, and that's that was the crooked number right there. Is that the Olskera uh, seventh, sixth inning, I, I believe, uh, on Sunday? But otherwise, fantastic job from the bullpen too. Everybody's doing great, and Houston's late inning offense, or uh, sorry, late inning defense was not there for them. Uh, I believe they just fumbled a couple of times. Uh, I think one was on Saturday, one was on Sunday, and Sunday was Vimeo Machi put down a bunt, and they they just booted it. 
the first baseman came in and he just like threw it across the diamond with his glove and he wasn't trying to, but uh, then now yeah, Ryan Stanek, the pitcher fielded it and he was like, what, what do I do with this? I, and Vimeo machine was safe. And the ace tried to give up and out and did not have to. And uh, that led to the, the, uh, the game winning run a little bit later. So that was fantastic. I mean, it didn't necessarily lead to it. It gave them outs to play with and probably took some of the pressure off and, uh, th there was a point in the uh, in the ninth inning on Sunday when it was runners on second and third. The A's needed one run, and they needed to win this game in order to just stay in postseason contention. And I tweeted out, the A's season comes down to bringing a runner home from third with less than, with nobody out. And that is just something that we have not seen them excel in a lot this season. And they did. They got the job done. Thank you so much. Also, big thank you to Jose Siri, who in the top of the ninth tried to score from first on a single. Um, and a lot of people were making fun of him because they're like, what, what, what is he doing? He got to third, no problem whatsoever. And then he like kind of stutter stepped and then he just darted for home. And I get what he was trying to do. He was trying to catch the A's defense napping and then he was going to just dart home because he only needed a split second because he's super fast. He, he got first to third on a single. He could have made it if the A's were sleeping just, just a touch, but he uh, discounted that the A's offense or the A's defense does not sleep because sleep is the cousin of death. Um, and if you follow me on Twitter, that was my Nas lyric that I was using for Mailmatic. You're welcome. Um, I did not sell it very well, but give me a record deal. I think I nailed that. I, I nailed that. Uh, also, great song, uh, New York State of Mind. Check it out on Illmatic. It is now like 30 years old. So, uh, learn yourself something, kids. <laughs> but that was a, a big play. Once that happened, I was like, okay, the A's have to score in the ninth because if you got to go into extras, that's also playing with fire because the Astros can wake up at any moment. But Jose Siri uh, really, really wanted the A's to win this game. So thank you to Jose Siri. He was out by a lot. He didn't even touch the plate. That was fantastic. And so after this weekend with the A's sweeping the Houston Astros, they are now seven and nine against Houston on the season. And whether or not the A's make the playoffs, they have a chance if they can sweep Houston again. And Houston may have already clinched the division by then. We don't know what's necessarily going to be happening by the time we get to Friday, but maybe the Astros aren't trying that hard. I don't know. Or maybe they're trying kind of hard, but they don't necessarily care because they will have a playoff spot and they're like, we'll just win our way to the World Series, whatever. And that's their mindset. Who knows? But there is a chance that the A's could still win the season series against the Houston Astros. And no matter how they do it, if they sweep again, that, that's how they that's how they do it. Uh, and the A's kind of need to sweep. So they're, they're going to be motivated once again. And they have gone into Houston before and shut down the Astros. So we'll see what happens. But that would be whether or not the A's make the playoffs. That would be nice, I think, to just after being four and nine against this team going into the last two series and just putting it all on the line and then winning the season series 10-9. That would be a nice moral victory. Would they make the postseason? Not necessarily, but uh, that would be because they couldn't beat the Seattle Mariners. And uh, I'll, I'll get into some of that stuff here in the third segment. But coming up on the show, I'm going to be talking about Elvis Andrews and how he's going to be missing the rest of the season and just going over some nice memories with uh, Elvis Andrews this season because he, he's had a rough go, but he's had a pretty decent season. So I want to highlight that and talk about some nice things because, you know, it's almost the end of the season. And why not? talk about some nice things. So stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back. 
Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You've got, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all of that entertainment that you love without the hassle and that great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Hey, Ace fans, this is Jason Burke with an incredible app who everyone who buys gas needs to know about, and that is Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code BASEBALL and get a bonus 25 per uh, 25 cents per gallon on your first fill-up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back by using Get Upside. Just download the app for free and use promo code BASEBALL to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two or $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, an e-gift card, and you can get stuff from Amazon and other brands. So just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code BASEBALL to get 50 cents a gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code BASEBALL. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe on YouTube or wherever you guys like to hear podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and the Spotify Green Room app. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to lockdownathletics at gmail.com. Also, again, thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Thoroughly appreciate that. If you guys are looking for a second lesson, uh, I, I got this pal. His name is Sully. Paul Francis Colvin. Paul. Paul Francis Sullivan, I call him Sully, and uh, he hosts the Locked On MLB podcast. He does a great job. He talks majors, uh, both present and past, and he's keeping me up to date basically every day. I'm like, hey, Sully, you think the Yankees are going to make it? He's like, no. And then he'll be like, uh, they, they might make it. And then uh, he has very hard opinions on the Red Sox yellow uniforms. He's not a fan. Um, spoiler alert, I guess, but yeah, check out Sully. He's, he's always talking great stuff over at the Lockdown MLB podcast, and that's available on Odyssey or wherever you guys like to hear podcasts. But uh, let's talk a little bit about Elvis Andrews, who, if you missed any of this weekend's action, if, if you missed Saturday's game and the thrilling conclusion, you missed the it happened in real time. And if you missed Sunday's game, you missed all of the replays that they showed of him breaking his leg on the field. Uh, that was a lot. Um, so they're, they're big play. He was on first base. Starling Marte hits one to the gap and it's going to the wall and Elvis Andrews just starts running. And as he gets to third base, uh, you could see like in real time that he like, he limped for a second. I was like, Ooh, that's weird. Uh, hopefully he's okay. And then he just fell. He, he made it to home plate and then he just fell on home plate. And then Tony Kemp was there and he was above him and he was like, Hey, yeah, you won. And then you could see his face. And then you could see uh, Elvis Andrews go, 
And then Tony Kemp's face just dropped. And I was like, oh, no, that's not good. So, uh, yeah, I got to see the replay a lot. And that's how I dissected it. And uh, I know all of the beats of that replay now. And, uh, and there's a lot of post-game stuff from Bob Melvin and other players. And just like, he is one of the toughest guys on the field. And for him, a, a lot of guys would have just laid down once they broke their leg rounding third. He still made it the other 90 feet. Good for him. Uh, and that's how much he means to the team. He's a great guy, blah, 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 blah. And that's what I've been trying to say all season. He's he's great. I like him. He's a great clubhouse presence. And I feel like that one play kind of encapsulated that just a little bit because uh, he really laid it all out there for the Oakland days in their, I, I, I'm going to say quest, whether or not it's uh, ill-fated or not, their quest for the postseason. And uh, he knew that he was probably going to be out for the year at that point because he broke his leg. Uh, it was his left fibia. Is that the uh, the medical term that I wrote down? I, I believe it's left fibia. Yes, fibula, fibula. Whoa, never been good at science. Fibula, it's his left leg. He broke his left leg. <laughs> um, and he 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 went out the extra mile for the A's. And so uh, in honor of Ellis Andrews and the season, it did not start off great, but has been okay overall. I wanted to just share a couple of moments that I liked from Elvis Andrews' season. And uh, I, this is not a, you know, uh, post-mortem on the ACs or anything like that. It's just, hey, I like Elvis Andrews. I haven't been able to talk about him in a while, so let's talk about him. Um, well, one of my favorite memories was during that win streak. Uh, was it during the win streak? Uh, anyways, the A's were playing Boston, and he worked the Bach. That was amazing, and I thoroughly enjoyed that. Just him on third base, just dancing just dancing. And then, uh, then he got a buck and, uh, he, he scored a run that way. And that was fantastic. And, uh, that's, that's the Elvis Andrews that I think of also when the A's were playing the twins, uh, in Minnesota, I believe that was a, that was a wacky game. And it, same week as the buck that he had just done. And he was running home from third. Uh, nothing happened on this play, but he got shoulder, he got uh, quote unquote shoulder checked by the catcher and he he drew a catcher's interference he flopped and it was hilarious and the umpires called it and the A's got a run it was great it was great Elvis Andres is always just thinking like that and uh, I'm sure the guys in the clubhouse and in the dugout love that stuff because I love that stuff I thought it was great I thought it was so much fun um and he struggled in two months which kind of have drawn his his numbers down overall uh, in April and August. So a months in a months, he hit 175 combined. And one of those was like uh, he hit, I think he hit like roughly 200 in August and 150 or so in April. So 175, almost the exact median, uh, the exact middle right there. But in May, June, July, and September combined, he hit 276. So overall, not a bad season. You know, you, you read the stat lines on people that are like, oh yeah, uh, I, uh, MLB trade rumors was the one that I'm currently thinking of. And it's like, oh, he's going to be missing the season. And I mean, with this stat line, why why would they have chosen Elvis Andrews to replace Marcus Simeon? And it's not like they were like, yeah, this is a one for one, obviously. Uh, remember coming into the season, we, we didn't know if Marcus was necessarily going to put up a good season or a season like every other besides 2019. So Obviously, he has shown who he is now. But if if we were going to be getting okay, Marcus, then Elvis Andrews, not a bad replacement. And he was not going to cost as much. So that's the thought process from the A's front office, I assume, coming into the season. And that's why that happened. Uh, if And Elvis Andrews has still been 
okay. He hasn't nearly had the power of Marcus, uh, who has 43 home runs, I believe. And Elvis has three. Uh, one of those was a lot of fun against the Boston Red Sox in Oakland. Uh, that, that was a, that was a good time too. Uh, another fun Elvis memory, but, uh, I wanted to just throw this out there. And before the season started, I said, what do we need to see from Elvis Andrews to make him being on the team worth it? I said that it needed to play almost all of the games. And he has, he has played in 146 games for the Oakland A's. I believe that they have played 156. So he's played in all but 10 games for the A's because the A's had no coverage at shortstop without him. I mean, now we're going to figure out what they're going to do, but they've also added Josh Harrison. So, uh, They've, they've added some pieces to cover shortstop. It would have probably been Chad Pender, who has also missed time. Also, just a quick side note, uh, the, the A's have had, what, like four, five series with the Houston Astros. Three of those series have ended with uh, somebody on the A's landing on the IL. Twice Chad Pender, uh, once in the opening series, and then once when he came back and later, like in May or June or whatever. And then this one with Elvis Andrews. Uh, it, they're not doing anything wrong. It's been all self-inflicted, but... Dang it. I don't like playing the Astros. Somebody always gets hurt. But good job by Chad Pinder not ending a season. Uh, his season. Somebody's season ended. It just wasn't his. So good job. Baby steps. Um, but I, I, I just wanted to point out that uh, he's played 146 games. And versus lefties and righties, he has very distinct splits. And this could come into play in 2022 because he is still under contract. But the A's also have a very nice young shortstop prospect who personally, and I'll get into this during the offseason, I think I would like to see groomed a little bit by Elvis Andrews, get that veteran presence from Elvis Andrews. And that's Nick Allen, obviously. You guys knew where I was going with that. Nick Allen, he's one of the A's uh, top prospects. He's a hot shot defender at shortstop. He's going to be playing shortstop for the A's probably in 2023 if Elvis Andrews isn't around, but we'll, we'll see what happens. But Elvis Andrews against lefties this season, the entirety of the season, is hitting 190 with a 251 on base. Those are not great stats. But against righties, he's hitting 269 with a 315. You can live with those stats. So completely ineffective against lefties. Uh, pretty decent against righties. I would play. I would platoon right side Elvis Andrews any day. That's that's great to me. And just because it's fun and baseball is weird like that, uh, Nick Allen has reverse splits like that. So Nick Allen against lefties in 50 at bats in double A was hitting 440, which is really good. <laughs> 50 at bats, small sample size, 440. And then in triple A in just 27 at bats, he was hitting 296 and he's hitting like 246 overall. So you could see that he does prefer to face lefties. And I think that that could be something that comes into play come 2022, maybe not on opening day. But at some point in 2022, I think that that's the way that Nick Allen gets his start in the big leagues with the Oakland A's is just being a platoon guy with Elvis Andrews, who will be with the A's unless they can somehow move his money and him and all that stuff. I don't see that happening. So that, that's what I see happening is a platoon of some sort. And I think that that would be a good thing for Nick Allen and Elvis Andrews and just the A's in general, whether or not they're competing or, or, or not. Uh, you just get on some playing time. And I like that a lot. So um, that is all that I got for this segment coming up. I am talking about how the A's can make the postseason. There's only a couple of scenarios to make it happen. So stay locked in with Locked On A's and I will be right back. 
Did you guys know that Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors? They have so many delicious flavors and they keep adding more. Right now, they have the, I always want to pronounce it right, Cookie Dough Chunk is how you say this one. <laughs> this one is absolutely delicious, you guys. I'm going to read the stats on this one. Sorry for the crumbling. I'm, I'm unpeeling it. Stats. It has 150 calories, 3 grams of fats, and 6 grams of sugar. That's nothing. It's nothing. These, these are all so tasty and they're so delicious and I, I love just reaching that's why they're on my desk that's why they're right here this is not a plant by any means that I'm trying to do for you know uh, marketing purposes this is because this is where they sit on my desk and I'm like oh I can use a built bar right now as I'm working and then I'm just grabbing a built bar and I have lunch or dinner or snack or whatever I need it's right there for me and I absolutely Love it. And if you want to love your built bars too, all you got to do is go to built.com and use promo code LOCKS15 and you will get 15% off of your order. Use promo code LOCKS15 for 15% off at built.com. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe on YouTube or wherever you like to get podcasts. Follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and the Spotify green room app. If you guys have any questions for us, please send those to lockdownathletics at gmail.com. Also, if you guys are following us or watching this on uh, YouTube, make sure to drop the likes in the comments down there because uh, that helps a lot. Uh, the, the last time I said it, I got a bunch of comments and that was very, very helpful. I also love interacting with people. So if you're watching on YouTube, comment. I will see it. I don't get alerted when it happens, but I will see it and I will reply to you. Uh, same thing goes on Twitter. If you got something constructive, I will reply to you. Um, if it's, you know, like, ah, the A's suck and I hate you, I'm not going to reply. I'm just catch out of the bag on that one. But if you have something constructive, I will reply and we'll, have, we'll become best friends. Also subscribe to the the uh, the YouTube uh, channel. Thoroughly appreciate that. But let's get into just the, let's call it the Wild Wild West watch. But let's call it the, I don't know, are the A's still going to be in the playoffs uh, watch? And right now, the A's are six games back of the Houston Astros somehow um, with six to play. So the A's, if the A's lose any games, they don't win the division. If the if the uh, Astros win any games, they don't win the division. The, the A's don't win the division. Um, so one good thing about this weekend was the Houston Astros did not get to celebrate on the field in Oakland. That's great. Great news. And that was a very common reply to, uh, hey, how are you guys feeling right now? It's the Astros did not get to celebrate in Oakland. I like it. I'll take it. I'm fine with that. So good. Uh, the Astros... They, they got a tough they got a tough schedule. It's not going to be a cakewalk. So can they win another game? Probably. Will they win another game? I don't know. Let's find out. Uh, they got the Tampa Bay Rays and the Oakland Athletics. I don't know if you've heard about them. Um, those are the two teams that they got to face. And the Tampa Bay Rays, they, they're probably secure enough in their home field advantage that they don't necessarily need to play super hard. But can they still beat the Houston Astros without trying very hard? Maybe. Hopefully, because uh, I would love a second way to get into the playoffs because it is convoluted uh, because the New York Yankees swept the Boston Red Sox this weekend, this past weekend. And uh, now the New York Yankees hold a one game lead as the first wild card in the wild card race. That means that the Boston Red Sox moved down to the second spot. And now basically the A's are chasing the Red Sox. The A's need the Red Sox to fall apart. And the reason that's not great is because the the Red Sox schedule is just, it's not terribly hard. 
Tuesday through Thursday, they've got three against Baltimore, and then uh, Friday through Sunday, they've got three at uh, the Washington Nationals. And neither of those teams are great. They're both deep into rebuilds right now. So how how bad can they really do? The A's need them to go at least 500, and then the A's need to win out. That's how that works. Um, not a lot of other good scenarios right there. So that's that's what we're hoping for, I think. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'll go over everybody's schedule just for the last week here. Uh, the Yankees, one game up on the Red Sox, so they are four games up on the A's. The, the Yankees could completely collapse, but I'll get into why that's not necessarily helpful until the A's here in just one sec. Uh, Tuesday through Thursday, they got three at Toronto. That's why. And then they got three against the Tampa Bay Rays. So big Rays fan this week. Uh, not necessarily for any particular reason, except for uh, I don't like the teams that they're, they're playing. So go Rays. Um, and then you got the Toronto Blue Jays, who are one game back of the Boston Red Sox. So they could insert themselves into the playoff race very easily or just into one of those two wildcard spots very easily by just sweeping the Yankees or winning two out of three or doing whatever they need to do and they'd be fine uh that doesn't help the A's because that means that they'd be what it sticks um and so they got those three games against the Yankees Tuesday through Thursday and then Friday through Sunday they're playing the Baltimore Orioles in Baltimore so uh if you're paying attention here we got Tuesday through Thursday the Red Sox and Orioles, and then Friday through Sunday, the Orioles and Blue Jays. So we're huge, huge Baltimore Orioles fans this week. The more games they win, the better chance the A's have of making the postseason. Big, big Orioles fan right here. Go Birds! <laughs> and then you got the Seattle Mariners, who are still in it. They're, they still got a pretty decent shot, and they're going to be facing the Oakland Athletics. On Monday through Wednesday, they got three at home against the A's. The A's have three on the road against Seattle. Uh, and basically, whoever wins that series, it, if you're one of those teams, you're hoping for a sweep because that gets you in the best position possible to make the postseason. Uh, after they are done playing each other, Seattle is going to be facing the Los Angeles Angels, and the A's go to Houston to face the Astros for three more to wrap up the season. We'll see what happens. The A's elimination number is just four. And they can't get it to zero. So they, they basically have three things to work with. And they need somebody to go below 500 this week, preferably the, the Boston Red Sox. They need the Boston Red Sox to go like two and four this week against the Orioles and Nationals. That is kind of how it needs to shake out. Um, I wrote down another way. Uh, here you go. Like, what happens if? And I wrote down the final records. And if the Boston, uh, sorry, if the New York Yankees go 0 and 6, they would finish 89 and 73, which is worse than the A's, but that would also mean that the Blue Jays probably swept them and they would have probably gone, like, let's say five and one. And then they would finish a game above the A's if the A's went six and oh. So, and then the, the, what's the worst that Boston could actually go like four and two this week? I, I, can they actually fall apart enough for the A's to get back in? And that's going to be what we're hoping for. Um, maybe there's a way that the Yankees lose all of their games and then the Red Sox go like two and four against two not great teams and just completely fall apart. Somebody send them some chicken and beer and uh, let's, let's hope for a reprise from uh, whatever season that was, 2011? I don't remember. And hope for the best there. And Seattle... If they went three and three, they'd still finish 89 and 73. So Seattle doesn't necessarily matter. 
in that grand scheme of things. Um, as long as the Ace take care of business, they have a shot. So they need to go 6-0 and and then let the cards fall where they may. But the way that that elimination number works is if the A's lose a game, that number goes down by one. If any, the, the team that they're basically chasing, the, the Red Sox, if the Red Sox win a game, that number goes down by one. So if the A's win one or uh, lose one and the Red Sox uh, win one, that goes down by two. Then they would be left with two to, to play with that. So you, you really can't let the teams that you're uh, chasing just win any games, but the A's have no control over that. So uh, we'll see. The, the A's could still win out and miss the playoffs entirely. So let, let's enjoy the ride, I guess, and hope for the best and see what happens. Uh, I guess what I'm hoping for is that Sunday means something in that last game of the season, because uh, that would be, that would be meaningful. <laughs> uh, Baltimore's just going to be playing a huge role in, in the fate of the A's and because they got their series against Boston and Toronto. So go, go, O's, go, O's, goes. I, I don't know what their stuff is. I should look that up and we'll be a uh, big Orioles fans together, but uh, we'll see what happens, I guess. Uh, either way, it's been a fun season for the most part, especially the last three games it's, have been a fun season. Um, but an up and down, we'll go over all of the stuff from the 2021 season once the season is uh, completed. And once we have some resolution on where the A's are overall, um, it's it's going to be interesting. Let's hope that they can figure out the Seattle Mariners just like they figured out the Houston Astros over the weekend. Because if they can get three wins against the Seattle Mariners, could be anybody's game. So let's find out. All right. But that is all that I got for you guys today. So until tomorrow, go outdoors and celebrate good times, Oakland. And I will talk at you tomorrow. Tomorrow.